This episode is brought to you by Bloat Games. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. If you're looking for games that combine the classic RPG feel with the light, concise rule set of today's indie games in a variety of genres, you gotta check out Bloat Games. Their survived this rules take a cue from the old school games of yore and combine them with a stripped down but easy to understand mechanic that plays fast and fun, giving you an exciting, thrilling game session every time. Whether it's fighting off zombies, swinging a great axe and slinging spells in dark, dangerous creature-filled forests, riding your 10-speed bike through monster-infested suburbs, or keeping the city streets safe from super-powered menaces, the survive this system is the one that'll keep your players coming back to the table. Check out these great RPGs, in addition to card games and other fantastic things they offer, at blokegames.squarespace.com or at drivethroughrpg.com. Bloke Games. The worlds are fiction, but the fun is real. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard. The OSR podcast about stuff with your host Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, old man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well, as am I. All right. Oh, it is a nice day too. Today, I want to talk about GM's lines. What I mean is standard lines you use when you are GMing behind that screen or even in front of the screen, or no screen, or whatever. But anyway, this is a way to do things like, you know, uh, stall for time, keep them in suspense, and just basically help with the pacing. And it's kind of like you ever seen the movie Bull Durham, where where Crash teaches Nuke the... The interviews. He says, your interviews, you must learn these lines, you must remember them, they are your friends. Well, that's the kind of thing a GM needs. He needs something like that. And I have I have one or two myself. My main one is, if I'm going to say something and they do something, what's going to happen? I would look at them and go, wait a minute, and I'd roll a die. Any die. And i look at it and i go, hmm. And then i tell them what's happening. Now, yes, that is a stall tactic. That goes all the way back to Gary. And the funny thing is, they can never be sure because sometimes you do have to look, you do have to check something. Or you can look something on your screen or or the book. It's like, wait a minute, flip, flip, look at something, roll a die. And then come back and tell them. That's a good one. Another good one is, let's take a break. And take a break. Take a break for like 10 minutes and come back. You know, anybody, you know, go make a phone call, go to the bathroom, get something, whatever. And so that's another way that they do it. You do it. And if nothing else, if nothing else, don't say anything. Just pause. Another good one is, repeat what they said. I check that bridge. How do you check it? Well, I'm going to step on the first few steps and see if it'll hold me. And I pause. And I say, you step on the first two steps, right? And then that starter puts like doubt in their minds, did I do the right thing? 
And you can use that with silence. You can use that with let me check something. It works great with let me check something. You flip and you roll a die. And you go, hmm, okay. And it could either be, yeah, it's it seems pretty safe. It seems pretty safe or make a dex roll or something like that where your foot falls right through it and you pull, they pull you back just in time. No, it is not. It is not okay. And also never be 100% on a lot of things, especially thieves skills. You think you, t you think you unlock that door. You think you dis. It seems like you disarmed the trap, you know. I mean, no matter what they roll, you roll or they roll. I mean, there is something about the DM doing a lot, all the thieves rolls. But at the same time, you can do it when the character is doing it because you look at it and you always say something like, you think it's okay. No matter what they roll. I mean, my, my check traps is a one or a two and a D6 and I rolled a one. Seems okay to you because it probably is. But at the same time, it puts if you could put a seed of doubt in a player's mind, that is the best. You know, just keeps them on their toes. That kind of thing. So think about your lines. Think about what you want to say to them in those kind of situations. Very suspenseful, and they do it. You know, it, it makes for a better game. It really does. Anyway, I got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognargmail.com or drop a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Or you can go to my Ko-fi page if you want to do it that way, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard. I want to thank these people who give it to me monthly. Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John Allen, Aaron, Michael, Randy, and Joe. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. And if you want to hear some good podcasts, there's Dan Griggs, the Young Y-U-N-G, Young Grognar podcast. Moxie Wallring's the Yawning Albert podcast. Kevin at the Red Caps podcast does a good job. So does Daniel Norton at Bandits Keep podcast. And of course, there's always Randy and Joe over at the Biggest Geekest podcast. Big John Allen Larges, the Red Dice Diaries. And my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, till I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.